Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, we do want to focus on our children as well. We've obviously focused on the elderly during the week as well and generally in the way we divided our nation. But obviously our children are extremely important and their mental health is very important. Uh, Child and adolescent mental health services in Ireland have been on the forefront of discussions and promises have been there for far too long. Every day that goes by concerned parents across the country await appointments for struggling children and teenagers, many of which have been significantly damaged on waiting lists due to the lack of CAMS resources. Camps for those who don't know, by the way, is a service provided for children and adolescents um, who are obviously finding mental health difficulties. That's exactly what it means. And the failures in funding and organising of our child and adolescent mental health services have been, uh, I suppose, articulated by the Mental Health Commission, our statutory mental health regulator, on various occasions. Uh, nationally, 248 children and teens have been waiting more than one year for an appointment. That was reported back in April, by the way, so it's probably worse than that now. Imagine waiting one, more than a year for a child who's in a very vulnerable situation. And children's charity Bernardo said it's deeply concerning over the CAMS waiting lists and that it is, it's is—it's unacceptable that children cannot access services in a timely manner because, of course, they are the most vulnerable in society. And Bernardo's CEO, Susan Connolly, said, in most cases, children must wait for an initial assessment with CAMS only to find themselves on another waiting list to access treatment. This means some children are left waiting over two years just to get treatment and this is wholly unacceptable. So to talk to me a little bit more about it today, I'm joined by Emma and Emma uh, Butler, uh, who has a nine-year-old child, and she's been waiting for an appointment with CAMS. Uh, Emma, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Good. And I want to hear, by the way, if anybody else has been in that situation as well, they can contact us or text us at 087-188-0008. Describe your situation. You sent us an email, and I, I'd rather not just read out your email. I'd rather you just describe your, your own personal situation, if, if that's okay. You've yeah, been... no, that's fine. I'm desperate. I'm in dire straits with my daughter. Yep. She has uh, severe anxiety and even worse, severe OCD. Now, obviously, she hasn't been diagnosed with anything, but... Yeah. You know, the skin falling off her hands and bleeding is just the sign of the... And wh- why is... She's nine, and why is the skin falling off her hands? Because she's constantly sanitising her hands all the time. Washing, washing, okay. washing, and she'll wash with soap, and then she'll rinse, and then she'll say, oh, there's still soap on my hands, and she'll put more soap on to wash, and she's going through a pump soap every two days. And I believe she, even her clothes, she won't let any of your other uh, children it's, touch her clothes, yeah. only you can touch them. Only I can touch her clothes. Only I can feed her. Only I am allowed in her room. Um, but it, it's it's even more excessive to the extent of two nights ago she had a dream that my other half touched her duvet cover. So therefore there's germs on her duvet cover. And last night she goes to bed with no covers. And, 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 and I, I saw in her email as well that she passed a sign uh, for rat poisoning, I think, or something like that, that in the area. Yeah, that happened in September. She, uh, or I, just not long after back to school, she passed a sign from, you know, Fingal County Council saying rat poison has been placed, you know, be careful. Yeah. yeah. And that set off six weeks of hell. Whereby and, and has she got, I mean, has she always been a little bit of a worrier? Because I was a worrywart when I was a I child. Or has she little, got worse? Yeah, a little worrier in the sense of like she'd be nervous on Christmas yeah. Eve because Santa was coming. Or of course, yeah. 
if she was watching National Geographic, which we had to stop about three years ago, she'd be dreaming about Tornado Alley and she'd be up that night. Right, okay. That kind of stuff. But okay. since the build-up of the return to school, it's just now beyond control. Her anxiety levels have gone through the, the ceiling. The anxiety which is went through the roof. It's shocking um, when you think about a nine-year-old having those kind of worries, isn't it? it like, it's just, I can't even describe it to you at the moment. Like, she focuses on something. It was rust with back to school. It moved to food poison. And then it moved to rat, rat poison. And it's like incessant questions like, thanks for my dinner, ma'am. Did you put rat poison in this? Did you put food poison in this? Am I going to die? Like, this, is, this was constant. Um, I went to my doctor. They referred her to CAMS. Um, I was actually so desperate at one stage. I called CAMS every day for the week. How long do they tell you you'd be on a wait list in CAMS? They, they didn't. Okay. I spoke to one of the counsellors. He said, we don't give you a timeline because obviously in front of her is the guys who comes from A&E. Yeah. And they must, of course, get priority. So they said they don't want to disappoint by telling you it's three months, it's six months, and then it gets extended because they've got extra people coming in from A&E. I, mean, I was but shocked they, to see that over 248 children are over a year waiting just for, just for a date. I know that, and I'm devastated yeah. to hear that. I'm, I've already been back to my doctor who sent a second letter to CAMS. Now, I don't mind waiting, Niall. I'll wait my turn, you know. I'm not pushing my daughter to yeah, the but see, but The problem school, is, but if, if, if it takes nine months or whatever, or a year to get into CAMS, and then CAMS recommends you go and see such a body or an occupational therapist or whatever it happens to be, you could be waiting another six months then to get an appointment with them. So it, this, this could go on my, for years. This is my problem. Like, I'm so desperate. I'm, I don't care if I have to beg, steal or borrow to see someone private. I've contacted people. They tell me she's A, too young that they don't deal with children that young or be they're full. The HSE external to CAMS, just the normal HSE psychologist, refused her last week because she they have a three-year waiting list and they said that my daughter is too severe to be seen by them. She needs to be seen by CAMS. And well, see, like, I had yeah. the same problem when my daughter was quite young uh, a good few years ago. Again, we, we had an appointment with CAMS. It was going on forever. We ended up going privately. Now, don't get me wrong, it was very expensive, too expensive, to be honest with you. But it was the only way to get her seen to because, unfortunately, um, that hasn't changed. It's actually got worse now. I would love to go private. I, I can't afford it, but no, I don't I care. I do it. But yeah. I can't get anyone. I'm, I I just want her to be seen. Like, you are you know, worried about her? You are worried about I her. I am because yeah. when Coco's Law was in the news, she spent a week dreaming about... Um, bullying and that she was committing suicide. Now, no, oh I, I was petrified to ask her what she dreamt of because I was afraid of what she'd tell me. Now, I know from camp that the rate in nine-year-olds is literally zero. But what if my daughter is the first? But, he, but I know, but it's upsetting. And are you okay, Emma? Sorry. But uh, no, a, I, am, I am okay. Yeah, I'm it's upsetting to even think of your daughter at nine thinking of something like that. that, that I'm at the stage where I am not a professional. And now, in fairness to Cam's, they recommend books for me to get for her. And we, we are working our way through the books with the result of her anxiety has decreased, but her OCD has shot up. So it's not really making a difference to her. And I am at the stage now where, as a non-professional, I can only take her so far without professional help, and we are at that point. So she will not get any better, only worse, until I can get her to see someone. And what about the COVID-19 itself? Is she worried about that? No, I told you she was great during COVID, but the hype of the return to school is what started. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like, are they going back? Aren't they going back? They will have to do this. They will have to do that. Maybe they'll go back. They're not. That started it. And when she was in school, then she was focused on rust. There's rust on my chair. You need to wash my jacket. And I I know what you mean, but she's one of these children who needs to know what she's doing and when she's doing it. And and it must happen at the time you say it happens. And she's quite like, my son is not allowed into her room. He sits on the landing to talk to her. Um, My other half, if 
it happened this week. So I was in her yeah. room, the door was open, and he walked past on the landing and she jumped up, put her two hands up in the air. I must wash my hands, the germs have come in the door now from him, the germs have come in the door, they're airborne. And I took 20 minutes to try and explain to her that this is not the case or all the human race would be dead. But it, I, it's, right, it's difficult to, 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 to see reason when you're that age yeah. and that frightened yeah, and, and that, that, that anxiety, of course. And I'm trying my best to do, to do what Cam's have advised. Like, I understand you're anxious. I understand you're upset. But uh, she's too far gone now for me to be upset. Your heart, your heart must be broken, Emma. Listen, I'm devastated. I'm going in in the middle of the night putting towels on her to keep her warm because I can't bring blankets in from any other part of the house because she won't use her duvet. I can't change the duvet cover every day. I'm I'm, you know, I'm already washing a jacket a day for her to wear outside. It's, it's just... And by, and by the way, just to point out, because I don't want to ignore the fact that many parents listening around the country at the moment absolutely empathise with you and they're probably in a very similar situation. But I know. And it, I, I want to empathise with you because it's not just your daughter, because obviously she's a little person and it's you that are the one looking around. You're badly affected by this too because I, your life has changed because yeah. of it. I'm rushed off my feet. Like, my partner can't even help me in the house to do anything because if she sees him touching a jumper of hers or anything, that it has to be washed again. Mm. And I feel bad for him because she's kind of... Because he wants to help. Yeah, he wants yeah, he, to help. he can't. And all he can do is stay downstairs if she's upstairs. She won't come into the living room when we're all there unless I disinfect the couch. Wait, can I ask her. you, if it's not a personal question, and you don't have to answer any questions no, today, no. but where do you think this started? Is there a point where you think that it just suddenly just got worse? I think, like, I don't blame COVID at all whatsoever. I don't okay. think it's COVID-related. I think for her, COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, that just I, compounded the problem, of course, yeah. yeah. I feel it, it stems from myself and her dad are separated. She were divorced yeah. this year. And I feel it kind of stems from that. As in she of did course, really that well can have a huge psychological all. issue with children. Exactly. I, understand, I understand that. I'm going and through I the same thing myself. I feel that that, you know, there was issues there, but she didn't say anything. She kept it all in and then COVID hit and that was just the end for her. It just got too much. Yeah. And this is the output of it. And does she, can I, if, can I ask, does she get on well with your partner, apart from the fact that she's worried about him touching everything? Yeah. Until they walked past that rat poison sign. Right. Like, the, we got a puppy last, a Bernie's Mountain dog there in the run-up to last Christmas. And, like, if he was up on, on his lap, she'd run in and jump on top of them. No issue whatsoever. Yeah. No issue at all. Never even, a, like, any issue, I could say. And have you tried Jigsaw? Uh, have you heard of Jigsaw? Um, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I used, I, I dealt with them uh, in my own personal capacity with my daughter, and they're very good. Um, and now I know cams are the ones that everyone goes to, but jigs are quite good, and they do deal with ch- children under the age of eighteen. Okay, I'm honest to God, when I get off this call, I'll be googling them and calling them. Yeah, jigsaw. They, I, I think they, they're all over the country now. I know they're in. What part of the country are you in, Emma? I'm in Swords. Oh, okay. All right. Perfect. <laughs> so am I. All right. <laughs> well, there's a, okay. There's a jigsaw in Balbriggan. Oh, great. Okay. All right. Okay. So there's one there in Balbriggan and they're wonderful people and it's a, like a counselling sort of thing, you know, for, yeah. young, for young children and they're very, they're specialists. They know what they're doing and they're very good people. Um, and again, I think that's, yeah, as far as I'm, I'm, just I'm trying to remember, I don't think you have to pay for it. Like, I know that I can't do any more for her. Yeah. Because I'm not qualified, you know. I'm yeah. doing everything I can. I'm washing when she asks me. I'm disaffecting her phone or... You name it, I'm disaffecting it. A school bag with wipes and stuff. You wonder what brings a child to a point like that, you know what I mean? Because most children are running around acting the the fool at that age, you know. She'll she'll still go out and play on the road, but she'll come in and then all those clothes have to be washed washed again. The runners and all. And And would she, I mean, she doesn't mind her friends touching her or her friends, but would her friends give her a hug or something like that? Yeah. 
Yes and no. That's a real Dutch answer. Um, <laughs> okay. They will, uh, like, in you know, she plays with her friends and stuff, and they know in school, you know, because she went through a phase in school of asking, is there rat poison in that? Uh, yeah. Will I die? If that touched off me, will I die? And, you know, they're a little, like, one or two of them, of course, understand that, that, that it's an issue she's having at the minute. Yeah. Um, but it's more, yeah, she kind of, at the moment, picks and chooses. She's associating my other half and my son with walking past the rat poison course, sign yeah. with her. Therefore, they're tainted. Now, my son the infected, is a little bit yeah. getting into the circle a little bit, like he's getting improved. I know, I know. But see, you, you will never, and I will never, and you will never understand the psychological thinking behind what she's doing and what she's thinking yeah. and why certain things make no sense and other things make sense. So there's no way we could understand that. And by, by the way, she probably doesn't even understand it in her own head. You know, she just knows or thinks that this is dangerous or like, what's dangerous. My mom is begging me, bring her down to Mayo. We'll try and get her seen sooner, you know. Yeah. But I just... I I started a new job in September. I was laid off with COVID. Like, I don't have to leave to take, to drive down, do the appointment, come back. Do you know that kind of way? Well, Jigsaw would be perfect if you can get an appointment with them and you should be able to because I got them reasonably quickly with them as well. Uh, They're they're in Balbriggan and they're there in the shopping centre, just actually in the shopping centre of Balbriggan. What's the name of that shopping centre? Yeah, as you go into Balbriggan on the left-hand side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one with the Tesco. (laughs) Yeah, that's the very one. That's exactly where they are, all right? I I just was trying to now highlight it and just... yeah, well, look, I, I'm Annie delighted you did because... recommendation for me. I'll take it with 10 hands if I had them. Yeah, well, look, I know the Children's Charity Bernardas are very concerned about this situation too, situation like yours, because there are so many children, uh, some who have had this before, but other children, by the way, who are suffering from anxiety because of COVID. Because yes, and that I understand. I just didn't want to... I, I don't know how we brought it, children you know? in the last eight months. I don't know how we brought children into this. I don't want to go down the road of children should be seen, not heard, because that's certainly the case and certainly not what I believe. But I, I think sometimes we can give to children too much information. Yes, that's true. Then, then, then they overthink stuff because Absolutely. of all this information. Because they're not capable like, of logic. We didn't have the information when we were their age. And Absolutely. We didn't you know? know about the stroke. I mean, when I was 10 or 11 years of age, I had no idea who the, the Taoiseach of the country was or, no. or no. I didn't know what was going on. I, I just knew that I was going out to play with my mates or I was going yeah. to school and that's all I needed to know. And, and, I, and I think that's really important. But nowadays with social media and everything else and the internet and RTE or kind of tell like us we don't watch to be afraid. News. We hadn't watched the news since in the run up to back to school. We couldn't because every day it's just doom and gloom. And I was like, OK, this is bringing her down even more, you know. Yeah. And um, we went to Cyprus in September and um, I think it was just the best week for I even rang my doctor to check, you know, she was like, yeah, she'll be fine. It'll be good for her. And did she enjoy that? Yeah. She enjoyed it. She was a little bit, uh, is that rust or, sure there's no rat poison. So on she was apprehensive, yeah. And long, no, but wait, so, long, so it's September since she's been going on about the rat poison? September. Yeah. We walked past the sign on the way home sure. and she just focuses on that. Now, as I said, her anxiety has eased off a little bit in terms of she doesn't focus so much on it, but the OCD is through the roof. Like she walks yeah. like a crab out of the bathroom door so that she doesn't touch anything with her hands. Right. If you go in and she's asleep and she's a light sleeper now, she didn't used to be. And if she hears you in the room while she's asleep, her two hands shoot up in the air in case they touch anything or you touch her hand. Like it's it's just, it's mind boggling. I know. And, and as a parent, that's very, very hard to understand. Yeah, that, it breaks my heart. Yeah. Like yeah. I, my heart is broken for her and then I'm wrecked because I'm the only one who can do everything. I can imagine. You know. I, I have another message actually here from somebody. Hold on, let me just have a quick listen to this here for a second. Hang on. Well, what that lady is saying is actually scaring the life out of me at the moment because my little lad has kind of developed um, something similar to that over the last few months. He um, constantly wants to wash his hands and sanitize his hands and 
he's been basically leaving his hands red raw and bleeding and the skin is cracking and we had to bring him to the doctors and the cream that the doctors gave healed it but he's back at it back at it now and I'm just wondering if should I worry about it like well maybe that I, I understand a lot of kids at the moment are kind of afraid of COVID and, and they shouldn't be by the way um, but they oh. are afraid of COVID and they're washing their hands I mean, don't get me wrong I know we're telling everyone to wash their hands but obviously you have to use a, le- a level of common sense just to stay there for a second because Breida you're on Classic Kids how you doing Breida? Hey Niall how are you? You had a similar experience with your own daughter? I did yeah um, it started when she was in primary school she was getting bullied and bullied by a particular teacher as well um, and on a couple of occasions, she herself tried to take her own life. Oh, how old was she? Uh, she would have been 11. Oh, my. At the time. Yeah. Uh, she had a plan in place and everything, and I couldn't get her in anywhere. I was shouting from the rooftops, and I just could not get her in anywhere. Um, I'm assuming you went to CAMS as well, did you? I had, yeah, and they basically had said at the time that no, that they don't feel that she needs to come and see us. Uh, so obviously she wasn't there. She was, and that was after waiting for months to actually get somewhere. So then I um, was still sitting around going, "What am I going to do?" I have an eleven-year-old here, and I can't sleep. I'm petrified that she's going to do something at night. I was leaving the door open just in case I could hear her doing something during the night. Um, and I then got on to Pieta House. We had got her then eventually in there. She was discharged then from there after six sessions. And then it started all over again. And, and, like, and apart from, obviously, the ideation that she had, did, did she did she display any symptoms similar to, I suppose, what Emma was talking about? You know, they're kind of washing hands, afraid of people, afraid of touching no, people. No, she, she, her way about it was uh, she just didn't want to speak to anybody. She was hiding herself away from everybody. Um and she she was just she was trying to deal with it herself without upsetting us at eleven yeah 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 um whereas like i mean we myself and her have a great relationship we have a very open relationship. I nearly always know when there's a low point there she has um like her arms are absolutely destroyed where she has tried to do her wrists um yeah so she I had her there then I had her um with another crowd. Here in Scaries, um, oh, I can't even think now of the name of them. Okay, off, off uh, my head. Did it work for you? Did it? Any... It was there. Was going okay. Um, again, you're only entitled to a certain amount of sessions, and then I got her back into Cam's after being in Temple Street with her. I had to uh, got her back in then to Cam's, and she done grand there. And then she was why, kind why, of why, were, you, why were you in Temple Street with her? Sorry, just... because she. She could not say whether she was going to do something that oh. night or not. She wants. She was that low, oh and the doctor just said no. Take her straight into Temple Street. So that's where we went, and uh, then with the transition, then from primary school to secondary school, we were very concerned about that. And she had fell out with all our friends, and just she was pushing everybody away. Yeah, um, that was her way: push everybody away, stay in the room in the dark, hood up just not wanting to communicate with anybody. She spent a whole summer, two summers ago, in that room. From the day they finished school till the day she started back to school, she spent the whole summer and in that room. And would she go out, if you asked her to go out, say, in the car with you or whatever, or go for a walk with you, would she go out with you? I kind of, you'd be nearly having to bribe her to come right. out in the car. 
And, and was she on? Was was she on? Was she? On, did, by the way, I'm wondering: is there some sort of contribution back to her? Was she on technology? Like, would she had a phone or a tablet? Or she what? did. Okay, she and does. Emma, she, does your does your daughter have a phone or tablet? She does, Niall. But she, since mm. all this started, she herself removed TikTok off her phone. Okay, but see what I'm thinking here is right. When, when yeah. we go back to our days, and I don't yeah. know how old both of you it. are. Okay, uh, when we go back to our days, we didn't have that technology, no, and and I didn't know, and I'm pretty sure most people of my age at the time up to about 13 or 14 we didn't even know what the word suicide was no and it's but, frightening listening to that lady because my daughter is in her room because she won't come down because of all the germs of us and she's in her room every day she comes home from school she does her homework and she sits in there she goes to her dad for an hour she comes home and she sits in there all evening until bed yeah and she's and on the phone the she's problem drawing. as well she's she is arms, in the room she's petrified yeah. in the room if she leaves the room yeah the, the, and, the, the room is her safe haven. Exactly. And if the door is closed, everything is A-OK. And, and that's frightening me now. Like, you know, just listen, I want to get her. I want to cut that off before I get that far, obviously. Yeah. I mean, somebody says here, please pass on details to that lady. My daughter suffered from anxiety, who was also nine. A doctor referred us to uh, Lucina Clinic. Uh, and we were waiting maybe three months, but extremely good and would highly recommend them. Okay, well, okay. We'll, 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 don't worry, Ashling will give you all the details. Oh, She'll okay. get you all, the, all those details. But a lot of people are recommending different things you can do. Uh, the but Daughters as, of Charity in Millfield, I know you were saying there about Jigsaw, but Jigsaw wouldn't take my daughter because she wasn't 12. Now, okay, I so is there an age say, limit on Jigsaw? I didn't know that. 12 and up. Okay. All right, yeah. okay, well, that's, that's new criteria. Um, okay. But they, now I have to say, they were very nice. They had rang me a couple of occasions knowing that I was still waiting to get her somewhere, they had rang me on a couple of occasions and said, look, if you can't get anywhere, we'll see what we can do to help. But then we got her into the Daughters of Charity in Millfield Shopping Centre in Balbriggan. Okay. And that just seemed to... I don't know. She's been doing really good since she's finished there. She finished there uh, towards the end of the last lockdown she finished there now, through the whole lockdown she was having uh, phone calls every week of her counsellor down there yeah um, and since she has finished there now with her this time Touchwood she's doing absolutely brilliant uh, to me when she was finishing up in places with her counsellor it was like the safety net was gone but just this time around she's totally different she's out now a, a good bit with her friends, there is an odd day she just feels low and down and stays in, but nowhere near to what she was doing. I mean, somebody suggested here, Emma, too, and it's something you may look into because obviously I did it at the time of my own daughter as well. Uh, it says, my son is 12 now. When he was nine, he was the same. Washing hands 50 times a day, asking to open a door so he wouldn't have to touch the handle, etc., etc. And then he was bullied in school. And I wonder, is there the same kind of thing uh, in that kid's mind after maybe some sort of psychological trauma. Okay, so the point I think Emma is saying is will there be something going on that you're not aware of? And I know you have a good relationship with your daughter but sometimes kids are very good at hiding things. I mean, yeah. has, have you looked into maybe are they being bullied online because somebody said look, why don't those two ladies just take the technology off their children? Yeah. There is an argument for that, don't get me there wrong. Is 100%. I know, I've yeah. obviously her teacher filled out the paperwork for me for CAMS, you know, their side of things so yeah. I've I've been in contact with her. She's aware of it. She's great. I don't think it's bullying related, but there's been changes in her life. Like um, her dad's girlfriend and, and her little yeah. son moved into the apartment. They, I can't remember when, but in the last six months, definitely. And that's a change for them to get used to another child and little yeah. things like that. Yes, that that's all been happening. And 
you know, it's it's not a problem, of course. They're great people, you know. Yeah, which, you know yeah. Those little things play on their mind. And I of know course, from yeah. the divorce myself or the separation got leading up to it, my children like to, to know. Uh, and what I mean by that is they don't like to be left wondering, am I going to dad's this day? It's this day. And, the, you know, they like to know. Yeah, they, yeah, they want certainty in their lives. Absolutely. And by the way, can I ask you, because I'm running out of time, Breda, no I mean, how, how's your daughter now? She's doing really well now. She's with a different group of friends and she is doing really well. There is hope. But as I said in the text message when I sent it in, shout and do not be afraid to shout. You're doing this for your child. You don't need to be on the phone, be all nice to services out there just to try and get your daughter in. They're not there for niceness. You need to shout and shout loud and get your daughter the help that she deserves. Yeah, and maybe, you know, go to your local TD. Well, look, we have a couple of recommendations for you too, Emma, but go to your local TD as well. I've done that, Niall. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And try that, maybe maybe try that one that Breda mentioned in Balbregan. What was the the Sisters of Charity? The the Daughters of Charity. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, where the gym part is in Millfield. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Breda, for sharing that story with us. Emma, I hope things work out for you and we've, a couple of people texting in bits and pieces there and Ashling will give you those just to Thank send them you out to for having me on. I, you don't know how much of a help even it is. Thank you so much. No, and look, it's good to talk to other people and, and look, I, if it means anything at all, I could read out loads and loads of texts of people in very similar situations you Thank know, and you listen so to much. your story and they're in exactly the same, the same situation as you. I all appreciate right. it. All right, Thank listen. Thank you. All right, see you. Thanks very much indeed. There you go. Emma and her nine-year-old daughter.